0: Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas and time for another Texas homegrown music and I'm excited about my guest today. Her name is Christy Krueger. She's a gem of a find for me because this girl is the full complete package of being able to write, sing, produce, play the instruments in a plethora of different styles from uh, Americana to country, to jazz, to folk, to pop. The girl's got it and her voice, oh, it's just smooth and crisp and beautiful. I know you're going to agree with me. So sit back, grab a drink, relax, and get ready for this interview, and I'm going to do a song off one of my older records called Don't Bring Me Down, and when we come back, we'll be with Christy Kruger. I know you're going to enjoy this check. Christy Kruger a local Dallas girl. That um, I don't think there's anything else local about you, other than the fact that you you live close to me. And welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm glad. I um, I'm really I'm I'm blown away at the talent that to, that you have, Christy. I, I truly am. I. uh. I got turned on to you because of state fair records and, um, some of the other artists that are with that label I've, um, had on the show. And so I was just really impressed with, um, what I heard. And then when I started diving deeper, I was like, okay, I just got to get to know her because this girl (laughs) is like the whole package. Thank you. truly. Thank you've been doing this a while, obviously. Uh, I started with playing piano when I was five. <laughs> so I, wanted, I, wanted, I want you to tell me about your background. But when I say you've been doing this for a while, I um, after researching, I saw that you've been getting, a, you got a lot of accolades from Dallas people and from industry people. And then um, I noticed that you and I have a lot of similar friends in the music business. The fact that I've never run into you is bad on my part. Because oh, no. you really are you've got a special special voice and so because I don't know that much about you Christy I'd like you to just give me um and I, this is what I say to people when I don't know them very well to give me like a elevator pitch in about you know 6 or 7 minutes of what you know what it brought you to doing music
1: Well um I music was always in my life when I was 5 I started playing classical piano And I grew up uh, competing in the classical piano world and studying jazz piano as well. Um, when middle, when high school came around, I went to Booker T. Washington High School for the Performing and Visual Arts downtown Dallas, where I further studied jazz. And um, I had a private teacher for classical music named Tammy Christ, who was the president of the Texas Music Teachers Association at the time that I was studying with her. And I also studied classical composition, uh, jazz composition. And by the time I was a senior, I had... Scholarship offers from many different schools, um, Berkeley College of Music, NYU, DePaul University in Chicago, North Texas, and I wound up going to the University of Southern California in Los Angeles, where okay. I music, And I did graduate. I have a music degree from the University of Southern California. And um, at that time, uh, I had started writing songs when I was about eight years old. Wow. And I kind of stopped writing songs when I got into the classical world. I was I was creating compositions, but they were classical compositions, jazz compositions. And my senior year, I did win a Downbeat DB award for best extended composition on the North American continent for a jazz vocal ensemble piece that I could never figure out how to write now.
0: (laughs) Wow. Um, Wow.
1: But uh, when I got to college, I started getting back into songwriting and I picked up the guitar. Then Um, guitar is my second instrument. I'm the most comfortable on the piano. That is, that is the instrument I understand the best, but my classical and jazz theory background helped me to learn some other instruments on my own. So I play a little banjo I play a little mandolin and a little pedal steel. Um, and I, I attribute being able to figure out the pedal steel to my classical piano teacher. If it wasn't for her, I would never have been able to understand that instrument. But, um, uh, so then when I was in school, I started singing, writing songs. I fronted a band out there in California. We played all the California hot the LA hot spots like the Whiskey A Go Go and the Roxy. What, what was the band? Oh, when was the band? Oh. what was the name of the band? Oh, it was it was uh, I fronted it. It was Christy Kruger and the Second Hand Band. Oh, wow. But my first record was self-released. It was my own material. I wrote all the charts and everything. And um that first album was released in 1998, I think. Okay. And then I had a second release in 2000. That was a solo record. And and I moved back to Texas after college started booking my own tours. Um, I'm still doing my own booking. And um, that's been for a long, long time. I drove all over the country as grassroots as you can get. Couches, floors, futons, motel sixes. <laughs> I have been, there's only four states I haven't been to. Now, I haven't played all those states. Wow. Driven through them, or, you know, I've, I haven't made it to Montana, the Dakotas, and Rhode Island. That's it. Wow. Well, <laughs> Rhode
0: Island, is you got to go. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I can't believe you've you got, you didn't, it's so small. How did you right? gone to Rhode Island? I know, it doesn't make any
1: sense, does it? But, um, <laughs> but basically, um uh, I uh there's been one major event in my life that has totally changed me and my approach to music and that was losing my brother in Iraq in 2006 and after I lost him I decided that I wanted to do something to honor his life and I decided to start studying American music like early American music Bob Wills um Cindy Walker, Ernest Tubb, Lefty Frizzell, early American country, blues, folk and jazz and studying American music. So when I play, I usually do. I'm a songwriter and I write quite a bit. So I usually do my own material, but I will throw in songs from the past and tell the audience the history behind the song. And that was kind of my brother loved music. He didn't play, but he absolutely loved music. And he um, loved history. So this was kind of a way of I didn't oh, wow. fall asleep in history, <laughs> but I'm excited about music history. So so that's kind of my way of trying to keep
0: him with me. Well, you, see, you know, um, I knew I, I knew I felt an affinity to you. Um, I lost my brother as well. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, to I lost that. my brother when he was 30. And I was thirty-one, oh. and so in Dallas, believe it or not. So yeah. um, I know I feel your pain. I do, yeah. I, I, I do. Um, and and he was my only sibling, so I don't know if that was. Oh. So
1: I have, um, thank God, I have one other brother, and and um, we've definitely become closer mm-hmm. as adults. But um, yeah, I was thirty when when he passed. Um, so. Uh, but uh, after, before that happened, I had, after touring for many years, um, I had actually been introduced to New Orleans by a friend of mine named Goat, they call him Goat Boy, but his name is Andrew Gilchrist, and he was the longtime engineer for Ani DeFranco.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he introduced me to New Orleans, I had never been. And I wound up moving there for a year and working on a record with him and Dave Perner, who was the guitarist for soul asylum and okay. Um They, they did that song runaway train, which was, oh. yeah. Yeah. That's Dave Perner. And so I worked on a record with him and, um, and Andrew Gilchrist in new Orleans. And then while I was living in new Orleans, I just went out and saw music all the time. Once again, I had studied jazz but I had never been to the birthplace of jazz, which was, is New Orleans. So um, I spent a long time there uh, meeting musicians, going and hearing music. It's changed me as a songwriter. Um, It was probably what got me motivated into starting to study earlier American music, you know? So New Orleans is a big theme. My, My latest record that I put out fever of unknown origin in 2019 I went to New Orleans and I used New Orleans musicians and uh, there's just a really big New Orleans vibe on that record. I have tuba trumpet, trompo, clarinet and I'm, you know, so I love jazz. I love country. I love Western swing. I love early blues folk. I love doo-wop. I mean, I like a lot of, I like new wave. <laughs> I love Depeche Mode and the Cure. Like
0: I like a lot of different kinds of music. I can hear it. In your. I can hear it in your songwriting. I can hear it in your um, melodies. And so that's why, uh, you know, I, I, I was just talking about you to someone right before the interview, because I've, now I'm starting to dig in and, and hear some of your stuff. And I'm saying, OK, so, you know, and, 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 I, and I'm only saying this on the behalf of the fact that I think that you are extremely talented and gifted. I really do. I'm really, really um, impressed, Christy. I really am with um, just what I love about it is it's not you. When I listen to you do these different styles, it's not you trying to do that style. You are that style. It's it's <laughs> like. I I mean that's really how I feel, and now that I know that you have gotten into the history behind it, and clearly um, you're doing some digging yourself into singers and songwriters from um, the era and the sound that you're wanting to um, learn more about. Yeah, it's probably why um, you're I'm feeling that from you because it's really inside of you. You really. Well,
1: it's, I, I'm, I love American music and I know that the world is full of amazing music, but to me, American music is some of the best music that's out there. And, and, and then, I'm- I, you know, I love, uh, of course, those English bands that I mentioned, too. Um, and that actually came from my brother's record collection. He actually loved New Wave and punk and English bands. and. I, I rated his CD collection when he was stationed in Korea, and that's how I discovered, you know, everybody from David Bowie
0: to The Clash. You know, wow, uh, that is and, so cool. Yeah, so, you know, in a in a very poetic way, um, your brother is living on. Thank you, thank you, and that's the best gift you could give because if we can if we can affect people in a way that they want to emulate us in their you know in their years that's the best compliment ever so you're loving him even now in a beautiful way and however you want to believe however you believe i don't know what your belief system is but however you believe the energy that you're giving out because of your love for your brother is all that any of us could ever ask for. So, and with that, I'm gonna sing. A, I'm gonna play a song of yours called Gold Rush. Um, okay. try to pick up the pick up the pace a little bit because I'm about to cry. And um, just say I'm um, I'm here with Christy Kruger and I'm so impressed with her ability to write, and sing, and play. Um, this is a song that she wrote called Gold Rush. And um, when we come back, we're gonna talk some more about the music from christy krueger and how you guys have got to get it so we'll be right back
2: Beautiful
0: Christy Krieger um, got a little emotional there Um, just talking about our brothers and and how we what we do to keep their memory alive. And you're doing some pretty spectacular stuff. So I want to talk about um, first of all, I want to talk about the fact that uh, that song that I just played was from a record that was released in 2006 and it's definitely worth getting if you don't have it. Um, Mm -hmm. here's the problem. You're going to have to ask her for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I decided to hold one record back from licensing so that I would have something that could be like a collector's item basically. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I feel pretty special because this is a really good record and, um, so you guys out there, Christy Kruger, and it's spelled Christy, K R I S T Y K R U G E R. You better find a way to get that record from her because um, it's called "Songs from a Dead Songs from a Dead Man's Couch." Yeah, it's called and that. Because,
1: how- oh, I was going to tell you, I, I, the the couch was a secondhand couch. My mom's boyfriend at the time gave us all his furniture we didn't have any we didn't have money for furniture we didn't have any furniture he gave us all his furniture and then you know like six months later he passed away and i just wrote all my songs on that couch and i just thought it was so weird so
0: i named. Oh. You know I wrote, <laughs> I wrote all the songs on that couch so well songs from a dead man's couch yeah. it's a really interesting um title but it's got some great songs on there and i um I'm just so glad that you trusted me with this. It's a collector item <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so I'm and yeah. I'm not giving it back. just in case you're wondering. No, you're not. Um, you're not and, uh, If they want to get a copy of it, they can get it through StateFairRecords.com. Okay. Well, because that's one of the ways that I, um, you know, found out about you. And and I love, I love how eclectic the list of artists are on that label. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. It's, it's pretty cool. So tell me about this latest record and what you're working on now, because it seems like you just evolved you know, re looking at all your music, it's kind of like you're evolving. Where do you think you are now? And what, what direction? I mean, Cause the new Orleans well, thing obviously was when you were living there and.
1: Right. I was living there. Yeah. So, uh, the newer stuff that there's a, there's a couple things that are going on. One is, um, I decided that I wanted to release an, an, a collection of songs that my brother loved. And so these are songs that remind me of him or they're songs that uh, he loved. Um, So I have dug back into the 1980s, like the new wave material, punk bands, you know, like the Ramones, Depeche Mode, The Cure, and made solo acoustic arrangements of these songs. And it's going to be called Music for My Brother. And it's basically just that he loved and um so that was one thing that i'm doing but the other thing is that i've been doing a lot of writing and it all has a little bit of an old-fashioned flair to it i think the newer material is definitely more on the americana side than okay. the, than the previous record which was more of a jazz yeah more of a jazzy vibe but um I love, well, as I've mentioned many times, I love American music. I, I love, um, I what, love Bob,
0: done some Bob
1: Wills and, and I mean, I love Bob Wills and I love Cindy Walker who wrote like 50 songs with Bob Wills and over 600 songs in her life. And a lot of people don't even know who she is. She's from Mahea, Texas, and she is my hero. She wrote 600 songs in her life. Uh, Over 500 of them were uh, recorded and over 400 of them charted. And uh, Cindy Walker, she actually wrote, you don't know me the song that Ray Charles sings. Oh yeah. Okay. Bubbles in my beer, you know, that Willie, that Bob Wills and then Willie Nelson. Yeah. What happened was one day I was researching I was researching a Bob Wills tune that I really loved and I looked it up. It's, it's called my, uh, it's called little cowboy lullaby. And I looked it up and it said the writers and it listed Bob Wills. And, and there was a woman's name. I was like, a woman (laughs) like in that time period, like, right. Right. you You couldn't believe it, you know? And so I looked her up and then lo and behold on Wikipedia, this woman is unbelievable. And I had never heard of her. And I'm from Texas, you know? But uh, if you've never heard of Cindy Walker, you've definitely heard her songs. You just don't know who she is. So she's, she's my absolute hero. Um, Well, I did not have any kids. I, I don't have any kids. And. She Wasn't married, and I'm not married, and so she's like, I'm like, man, if I could write 600 songs in my life, that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> so, um, I've got to, I, I think it would be really cool since you're learning about her. Let's do it, let's you get some, uh, you tell me when you're ready, and let's do a show about her. And oh, I would love to her. do that. Let's I've talk actually. People you know let's okay. tell people about her and the songs that she's written and the impact that she's had on texas music and and, yeah. uh, and not just texas music but other music as well um, I would, be I would happy, glad I to actually, see that.
1: yeah i had actually thought, thought of starting my own podcast and i wanted to feature her um but yeah i mean so i'll
0: give you a i'll give you a little test run and well yeah. um, We'll, we'll do a, we'll do a show about her. That would be really yeah. interesting. I'd love I, to do that. Um, I all have about read
1: that. everything I can find about her. She's incredible. Um, she, she's passed, but she lived a long, healthy life. And um, she stayed in Mahia until she passed away. Her and her mother used to go every five months to Nashville and they would pitch songs to record producers out there. I'm pretty sure if they hadn't have gone to Nashville all those years, we probably wouldn't know who cindy walker is but because she made the effort to go to nashville that's how she got her contacts but she was still a texas girl she she lived here and they had a three-bedroom house and apparently she kept all of her awards underneath
0: her bed she was very modest supposedly (laughs) wow okay well we we have to do a show about her for sure So that that would be interesting, sure. but this one's about you. So let's yeah, continue okay. talk okay. about Chris. Okay. Um, uh, so you're so this next. So you've got this other project. Yeah.
1: So I actually have a a, a couple of things going. One is um, this music for my brother project, which is uh, a lot of English bands. He loved the Police, um, like like I said, the Cure, Depeche Mode. Um, right. So you, uh, you're doing that record. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm working on that right now, and I'm making solo piano arrangements, guitar arrangements. I've got "White Wedding" by Billy Idol. I've got a really dark
0: Americana version of "White Wedding." Oh my gosh! Okay, well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to record that because one of my <laughs> college buddies—that's his favorite song—and oh, every oh, time my band would fly to Denver, if we were in the Denver area, he would come out. To the show, and he didn't understand why I wouldn't just throw in white wedding <laughs> in one of my shows. I'm like, dude, That's you're, right. you know? yeah. you're like, it's not, it's not, yeah, no. I mean,
1: it's it's That's not the kind of song me. you could just
0: throw out there, in, yeah, you know, in the yeah. audience. Yeah,
1: no, it's true. And but yeah, I, true. I actually, believe it or not, I found the pandemic to be very helpful for me creatively. I started writing a lot of songs and i don't know what it was i have this i have this theory that like energy just goes places so like everybody was trapped in their houses and and i remember when i was a little girl and it used to rain see i used to practice piano like crazy like a lot i was really disciplined and I would hear the other kids outside playing while I was practicing. And I used to hate that sound because it was like, oh, ha ha, we're out here having fun and you have to oh, stay in there. Goodness. <laughs> so when it, when there was a rainy day and the other kids were at home and they were bored, I was like, ha ha, I'm going to open my windows and play piano all day, you know, and like listen to the rain and play Chopin nocturnes all day. And so I have this feeling that it's like everybody, you know, there is creative energy and people don't know, where to put it or where it goes but but I felt like when I was trapped in that in that house you know during the pandemic that all this creative energy came to my door and I got to write all these songs while everybody else was probably bored out of
0: yeah well I you know I I found a lot of my musician friends and of course I've been doing these interviews um during COVID <laughs> during COVID because I I was able to do it this way because they're remote. And um, it was interesting. So many of them were writing and, and finding the time to write. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you're gigging all the time, it's hard. Sorry, you know, but uh, you know, sadly, it was also a very stressful time for most of them because of the income change. But, um, you know, I'm hoping that they've survived and that now that things are starting to open up again, that they're able to find their footing. Because I'll tell you what, people are ready to hear live music. Oh, yeah, I know, it's it's insane. And it's insane. And I'm, like, I'm ready been, to play it for them. <laughs> well, good. Well, because we, you know, we just had the Texas Music Revolution in my hometown of McKinney, and it yeah. was crazy. It was crazy. It was, um, you know, it was a huge success. But it was just crazy how the people were just eating up, just having live music. Yeah. And we had so many different areas where we had it, um, and just being able to see people's faces again. Yeah, see smiles on their face to know it. To know when someone's smiling or not yeah Um, Yeah. it's been really nice and um and and i I, you know we've all complied we've all you know at least everybody that i've hung out with um i I probably see a little different than most people because my husband's the mayor oh Oh wow. So yeah, so I we I I've probably seen a lot more than than most on the 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 COVID pandemic issues. Yeah. But I can tell you what I've come away with is that there was something very um it, it, it almost it was almost like it brought us together in a way because it wasn't and it wasn't just us here in Texas, or here in the United States, people were going through this all over the world. Yeah, and musicians were going over it. this thing where, for the first time in their life, they couldn't just go out and play a gig and make some tips. Yeah, yeah. It was really strange, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, and, and it was a hard felt blow to have someone tell you that you were not um, essential. Yeah. Yeah, because because I can tell you, music is extremely essential for everybody. <laughs> it is. It really is for me. So, and um, and I'll tell you what, your music is essential for me now because I'm. There's, <laughs> I, I, you are going to be in my playlist. Several songs. Oh, good. And, um, this next <laughs> yeah. song is "What I Do," and um, I don't know. I just love this song, and I love your voice. And what you don't know about me is my my family's we're all singers. From on my mother's side, and they did vaudeville. And oh, I've only wow. heard a few. And I and then my, I had a grandfather and a godfather and an uncle that were uh, that played in bands all over Oklahoma and Texas, and they all played proficiently. Lots of wow, instruments. wow, um, and um, just crazy kind of stuff. And when I hear you, it's like I feel like we're related in some way because oh, I know cool. that you, I know that you've been influenced by some of those sounds because your a- voice. You know, you're definitely an old soul girl. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to play What I Do. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more with Christy Kruger. Why sit
2: and.
0: So that's the 40 acre mule singing Brown Eyed Handsome Man and Isaiah Evans, the lead singer in that band. Man, that guy really commands your attention. And it's just truly invigorating for me to see that on stage. Psalm from the Texas Music Revolution. And I can tell you, they're going to be on my show next week and you're going to dig them. So be sure to come back and listen. Okay, we're back with Christy Krieger, and um, I don't know, Christy. I think I'm probably gonna have to be one of those weird fans that you know that stalks you because I I gotta get to know you a little bit better. You seem like such a such a cool chick. I really oh, I really dig your thank vibe. You. Thank you. I do. I, I can tell you one thing we don't have in common. You are way more disciplined than I am. Anybody that <laughs> could play the piano and hear everybody laughing and re- and playing outside and not get up from that place and go—that was—I've <laughs> been crawling out the window. <laughs> like, hey, come get me! Come get me! Right? No, I was like, no, you have to sit here and practice. Girl, well, it's paid off. I'll tell you that, <laughs> and um, and I would imagine that you, um, you you've got your good fill of friends because you're such a sweet soul. I can tell people probably just mm-hmm. flop to you. Um, so I want to talk about this song called "Home Is Everywhere I Roam." Yes. I. Uh, One thing about your music writing and I, and for everybody out there, all you listeners, please, 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 please get her music. There is, I don't care what kind of style you like, she's going to, she's going to hit you with it. So just do yourself a favor and get something because your voice is like butter. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I thank just you, love listening nice. to you. And, and your your lyrics are phenomenal. So, I mean, obviously have a gift in poetry. But um, the thing that strikes me the most is your melodies. So mm-hmm. I would imagine that some of that is probably because, you know, of all the classical um, work yeah, that you did, but it's also because your mind is expanded in a way where you can you're you're hearing all these changes and stuff that that some of us just you know it, it, as soon as I hear it I'm like oh I wish I have thought of that. Well, you know who,
1: who I listened to probably the most of vocally was actually Ella Fitzgerald when she was oh. very young when she was like 14, like a a Tasket days, like okay. big web orchestra one of my friends in college bought me this box set of Ella Fitzgerald with the chick Webb orchestra. And I didn't have any money to buy any music. So forever, it was literally the only thing I listened to. I I listened to it constantly. And uh, she's as far as like the, the jazz stylings that I do, I'm the most influenced by listening to her, and then well, Jack blues, Bessie Smith. I'm a big Bessie Smith fan. Yes,
0: I, in fact, I've got um, I've got a, a Bessie Smith CD that I just found because I don't have a CD player in my car, and I, and my computer doesn't have a CD player in it. So for CDs, I have to um, pull out this little you know external thing that I have. But um, I'm so grateful that a lot of these songs um, from these original artists have been um you know archived and they're being uploaded yeah. you can now find them because um uh, used to you had to go to record stores and you had to dig and you had to hope that somebody you know kept somebody's vinyl records and their 45s and their mm-hmm. uh, what was the other one there was another size um they 78 oh, oh, so, yeah. so you yeah. know and um so that was me as a kid, you know, listening mm-hmm. to vinyl and, and I miss all that, you know, yeah. I miss being able to. Vinyl's coming back. I, mean, I know I, I pressed vinyl the last two yeah. records so. That's cool. But, um, but yeah, I like having to, I like reading about the person and reading where they did everything and, you yeah. know, yeah. and, uh, and what I'm, I most want to know is did you write the song? Yeah, and, and not that it matters, like I, if I like a song, I like a song, but I also like to know who wrote it. Yeah. And, um and hence, you know, that's why I'm just so impressed with all that you're doing because you're writing all this stuff. <laughs> of course, I know that there are some covers that you're doing in your own style and I recognize it's a song that... I, you know most people would know that that's not something that you wrote but um yeah. so you know on the last record the fever of unknown origin i i wrote
1: all those songs except i do a version of johnny cash's Folsom prison blues yes yeah, so which i'll play that that cover my version of it actually won two independent music awards in new york city last year wow
0: well so, girl was, i love it <laughs> i love it it's, uh, as soon as i heard the first two lines i was like oh, are you kidding me oh my gosh <laughs> well we flipped it. we did it in minor
1: so it, that's yeah. it's the first thing you'll notice is that it's in minor um yeah. uh, and that just kind of it completely opened new orleans it. flavor you know and i just like got in there and was like
0: yeah let's do it like this yeah yeah. Well, um, yeah. You know what? I gonna... do too. And I, 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 that song, the way you did it, was just spectacular. And once again, your voice is just amazing, Christy. Just amazing. And um, yeah, the fact that you live in Dallas and you're right here, I'm you and I. I'm I'm forcing my way into on a stage with you at some point because I got oh, to that sounds too. like fun to me. So so, so impressed. So. so. Thank you. I um. I, so real quickly, home is everywhere I roam. I wrote that about driving around the country
1: and literally making a home wherever I went. I mean, I, I, like I said, when I booked my own tours, everything was very grassroots. I never had very much money, and I was always trying to find a free place to stay. And I have, I'm not joking. I have probably stayed in over 500 different people's houses. Over, wow, over 15 years, at least 500. And, wow. And, and you know, I have to like knock on wood, I've never had a bad experience. Everybody has been so kind to me and people just, you know, I think, I think when you see a musician, people automatically feel like they've made a friend. You know, when you're playing, people know they can come up, they can talk to you. And it's really easy to open the door for like hey well you know i'm here from dallas texas can i crash on your couch tonight <laughs> some may say i have no home
2: but they'd be wrong for i know a world so big a world so rare.
0: The show today. Um, that was Christy Krueger again, and she really is talented. So if you get a chance to see her, please do it. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, go check out her website. Go check out her Facebook and her Instagram. Find out what she's doing because I really want to promote people to help these indie artists. And I know she's with State Fair Records, but as a whole, these guys are really doing everything themselves. And as you heard, she's traveled, you know, almost 50 states across the country sleeping on Friends Couches and and bunking in at people's homes, and I'll tell you that to me deserves some recognition. They really love playing music, and I want us to support them. I want to continue to let these people know that you know it's not for naught that we really do appreciate their talent. So that's what I love about this platform, and I appreciate all you listeners listening every week. Most of these artists are indie artists, as I said, and um, new and upcoming artists, or they've been around for a while and you just haven't heard about them. And I love the fact that I have. Have this ability to do that. So I want to give a shout out to Tup's Brewery and the Guitar Sanctuary for always making it possible. And I want to close the show today with Sly and the Family Stone. In case y'all didn't know it, Sly was actually born in Denton, Texas and went on to do so many great things. They just released an album a couple years ago from the Sunday sessions at Woodstock. If you guys like Sly and the Family Stone, be sure to go listen to that. There's some great, great uh, stuff on there and it kind of makes you feel like you were there in 1970. 69 on august 17th i think that's the day they played on sunday so i'm going to close the show with everyday people because i feel like i'm an everyday person just like all of you let's be sure to love life you get out of it what you put into it peace out everybody and we'll see you next time